Hello. Hi. Oh, Demon, I thought we were saying hi. <laughs> I think it's the same effect. Okay. What's your name? I'm Malia. And I'm Hannah. And today we're going to talk to you about... Books. Books. <laughs> okay. Can you not? And we're starting off with oh, the cats. he has a mouse in the corner. A real one? No. <laughs> oh, I kind of just got so upset. Welcome back to a Book Market Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Thank you for joining us in Season 2, Episode 3, but technically 19. <laughs> I can't get over it. I can't get over the way that... Um, we can count up. We can keep counting up if that's what you want to do. I just... I can't mentally process it. Just It's hard for me. You want to do like Season 2, Episode 18? That would just... That's so confusing in my brain. Isn't it? Yes. Me too. And yet, I still have to do it online. Okay, okay. The cats are having a field day. It's Friday morning. They said, thank God it's Friday. TGIF, toy time, cats. But they always wait until you're already doing something, like, important. And then they're like, uh, now I will make the most noise. That sounds accurate. Sounds just like cats. No. Having zero chill. Except for the whole rest of the day when they have lots of it. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, um, so I brought some discussion topics for oh, this today. Let's get them started. Um, well, I wanted to ask if well a few things. I want to do some Facebook group updates for you because okay. there's just been some okay. action. Um, there's this new fan theory that I really enjoy, and I'm going to ask if you've heard it. Um, and I've got some fun pop culture stuff. Okay, I'm really bad at pop culture. Well, so no. just bear with me. Well, it's not like a, this isn't a test. I know, but <laughs> I, it's going to be just, challenging for me to contribute to pop culture. No, you're going to, you're going to. Because I don't know many names. No, I know no, a lot of faces. That's, I'm not talking about people specifically. Oh. Pop culture <gasps> is just popular culture You know stuff. what we should do? What? We should create a guess who game. Mm. Like, uh, you know, the flip game. Yeah. But okay. it's all characters from this show. Oh, that'll be fun. Our three listeners who listen to this show, thank you. But then and we can hi. play it. And we could play it, but then someone's going to end up making that and stealing it from us. But no, so if they steal it, then we'll know and we'll sue them. Okay, great. Copy we have a good lawyer. Uh, is it you? No, we can't say his name. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know who I'm talking about? I do. <laughs> Why did you say his name? <laughs> well, there's probably a lot of lawyers named Fernando. That's fair. That's cool. So you hear that, motherfuckers? Yeah, don't steal her idea. Flip game. We're going to make it. Book market a podcast We'll do edition. a collab. Yep. Isn't that game called Guess Who? Or is it Clue? No, Clue's different. It's Guess Who. I think it is Guess Who. Yeah. That's fun. That is really that fun. That would be so much fun. Be so you know fun. what? I could just find a Guess Who game and, and then craft replace it everyone? myself. You could. You'd have to print out pictures of fan art. I love arts and crafts. You do. And I have literally nothing to do with my life, so I have plenty of time. Okay. Um, Sidebar. Sorry. No, I love that. That's, that's part of pop culture. I want to start... Maybe I am good at pop culture. <laughs> I want to start with one thing that's been... Um, so our friend, our mutual friend, just started reading this book, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, so I think... Hey. Freddie. Do you think we're still recording? Do you think it's still recording? Wait. No, I'm missing half my ear. Same. 
Oh, is it fixed? He's an absolute menace to society. <laughs> I will put you back on the streets. Oh, wow. I think you found him in a cafe. But before that, he was on the streets. Was he? Yeah. Are you sure he wasn't born into captivity? I promise. Okay. Um, Anyways. Start over <coughs> with our mutual friend. Oh, so our mutual friend started reading a Court of Thorns and Rose series because we were really excited about it and we obviously just continued to speak about it. So mm-hmm. she's like, okay, let me get up on it. It consumes our every waking thought. A lot of them, yeah. And now her wife is reading it. Oh, thank God. And her mom. And I was like, this is just great news. We have We've so, spiraled. Many, yes. so many selections for guests yeah. moving forward. But it came down to this interesting uh, moment where I think every Sarah J. Moss reader has is which order do you think you mm-hmm. should read the Sarah J. <laughs> series in? Because I have mine and I honestly think the way that I did it was the best way. I agree. It's the way that you did it as uh-huh. well, but that's because all of those didn't come out. Yes. Like we kind of read so them I, in the order they came out. I had someone recently uh, reach out to me and say, hey, I know you read those books. Oh, wait, I don't know that person. I was what? like, why, why didn't they reach out to both of us? <laughs> yeah, you don't know this person. That's fine. Um, it was a, it's a girl I coach with, and she was like, what order do I read them in? And I was like, bear with me, because I'm about to give you a very long-winded, detailed explanation of what I think you should do and then what you'll actually do. Um, but you're right. We, we started with Throne of Glass because at that point in time, only like two of the A Court of Throne and Roses books were out. I'm pretty sure. I thought they were all, like, I thought just Silver Flame was the only one that wasn't out. No, like while we were reading Throne of Glass. Oh, were they still coming out? They were still coming out. So I didn't even know they existed then, I guess. Yeah, because she was releasing a Court of Thorn and Roses and a Mist of Fury the same time she was also releasing the last bits of Throne Throne of of Glass. Wow. I'd have to pull up. I can't speak to it like matter of factly but like if you look at the release dates they do i know for a fact that they overlap i just don't know exactly in what way like but yeah we started with a throne of glass glass, which i do agree you should read first yeah but you people aren't going to because this is the most popular series is and but in my mind throne of glass is going to be a letdown because it's not as spicy and it is like the why it's YA for sure. Yeah, and so, it eases you. Yeah, these A Court of Thorn Roses is technically if you go to Barnes and Noble, it's it in the adult section. Except for in that one airport or something. Yeah, except they keep randomly putting it on kids, and I'm like, oh dear lord. I mean, someone put Silver Flame, Court of Silver Flames on the kids section on the internet, and I was like, oh no, that but kid's be- gonna be so. I exposed. think it's because. Throne of Glass, her like breakout series was young adult and it, it is very PG, but it, uh, there's PG 13. There's like a couple. Yeah. But it's things not throb, I think to any means to the oh, part of not. this or Crescent City. Absolutely not. But it um, also, I think you should start with it a for your reason and B because it introduces you into how she writes. Yes. Which is very important. I think just so you can like yeah it's like a starter series so you're not like we read all these books right Mm -hmm. and we still 
as intelligent people had a hard time with the first 45 pages of Crescent City. Like if you try to start with Crescent City, you are in for a wild ride and everything else she writes isn't going to make, you're going to be bored. Um, And what I do find specific about Throne of Glass is that it feels so much more theatrical. Yeah. Yeah. And I I just I like that as an intro to it because it makes you it does die like dive you into this world and this space as well and yeah. the types of characters so you don't have to go right into figuring out why yeah. Yeah. So we agree. Yeah. But Throne of Glass, A Court of Throne Roses, Crescent, Crescent City. City. But you you also agree that people will likely read A Court of Throne and Roses first. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's the one that's trending. It's almost like they'll read this and then they'll go into Crescent City and then they'll have like a hangover because they'll be done. Yeah. And so they'll start reading Throne of Glass and, and they'll, I feel like they, you're right, they'll be let down. Well, and not only that, obviously, I think at this point, everyone knows that there's a connection between the Throne of Glass and Crescent City. So if you throw it, oh my God, I had another thing to ask you. Uh, this Wait, is why I FaceTimed you. You mean Throne of Glass... You mean A Court of Throne and Roses in Crescent City? In Crescent City, yes, sorry. So since those are connected, it makes the most sense to read them back to back just because you already have so much information now. But you don't know that going in. It's because the internet's ruined it. It's true. Like, there is nothing more magical than... Oh, tell us it's so magical. (sighs) No, like, reading that last chapter... I've never screamed so loud at 2 a.m. in my life. Never. Like, I would be so mad if someone ruined that for me. Like, we're ruining it maybe for someone right now. Hey, don't listen to this if you haven't read it. (laughs) Just know that something big happens. Well, I feel like the whole world, if you've dived into the series, you you know. At this point, you know that they're connected. You just don't know how. But this is the thing. Fucking, like, I still don't understand it. I'm going to put it that way. So if you can figure it out, let me know. Um, Because Barrett was asking me in what order to read. Throne of Glass? In any of the any of the series, like after court, like what oh. do I read next? And she's like, Well, this girl on the internet was like, read a court series, then go to Throne of Glass because Throne of Glass has a bunch of spoilers or Easter eggs for um Crescent City. And that's what made me stop and go, What the fuck is she talking about? People keep trying because Sarah connected a court of Throne and Roses with Crescent City. Yeah. People are now trying to connect Throne of Glass to Crescent City. I just don't think it And it feels forced. What I will say, and it's what she said in her interview with that one lady that, I, of course, I can't remember. I should write this stuff down. Ready. He'll be fine. Hey, don't touch that. Hey, touch that. Oh. Touch that. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um is that the whole take all of her books her published books she has openly admitted that they're like a multiverse yeah so it's like they don't have to be connected in the sense that it's all this like elaborate plot like while I think that would be amazing I think that's a pretty far stretch for her as a writer like she started writing Crescent City when she was a literal teenager it was her first series she ever started writing blows my mind it's insane but But it's why it's so in depth yeah I think she's just come back to it time and time again and connecting it it makes sense that it's 
there's so many Easter eggs in A Court of Thorn and Roses because she started Crescent City yeah. first, technically. Doing all this crossover. Yeah, and so it's like, I think it's too much of a stretch to say that they're all interconnected, but I think it it's completely plausible. They're all in a multiverse. So like, yeah. we already know there's a bunch of different planets and worlds and all this stuff. So it's like, yeah, they just exist in the same... Right. Well, that's I don't like think the, there's some big conspiracy of like aliens gonna come and you know what I mean. That's that crazy. Weird. That does seem weird. And or Maeve. They were trying to. I I heard something about Maeve being connected, and I was just like, that. No, stop it. Who's Maeve? <laughs> I need to go back and reread all of these. Um, I think I literally just blocked things out of my mind. She after was they the happened. fae queen, like across the sea. Oh that yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay, alien captive. That. Spoiler alert. Right. Right. Oh God. Um, which also is like the only way I do actually like the, the theory that when they're watching Starfall, that aliens want to like, yeah, flying I love through that. it. And I'm like, that if that's the way that they're connected. Cool. That's a cute way to, and, but that can be like the end of the connection. Yeah. There's because, like, too many layers. Else really makes a ton of sense. Um, to no. me personally. No. Unless you want to bring it because like even no I don't think it is because mm, no I don't because you think the demons or whatever that the princes yeah you would assume then that those are the princes of hell the ones from throne of glass and then it's like but they don't act or talk or have the same mannerisms as the princes of hell that we see in crescent city so it's like that doesn't I think they just exist in the same timeline. I don't think there's a crossover here. Unless she wants to add one, I don't think it's like an interwoven Sorry. thing. Just making sure it's still recording. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she could easily tie them together in some capacity with like a crossover book. Right. Like maybe they all journey to wherever the fuck Galen's from. I yeah. Like maybe the they journey there for some who knows what adventure like a side quest even when you look at the map isn't there a map in the front of a throne of glass yeah i always and so i'm like their world is literally different yeah yeah it is different well i guess they are but like even crescent city it only shows you it like zooms in on the city doesn't show you the whole territory which is great yeah i don't know it's just interesting now, what order do you think people should read Throne of Glass? That's in? what I was about to ask. Honestly, <clears throat> I did not read Assassin's Blade first, and I actually like that. I, I liked I reading agree. the whole series and then going back to the novellas, just because it didn't ruin any of the the ki- kind of mystery and intrigue that she drops through. The you whole also series. understand the novellas better. Yeah, like reading it as a prelog. You'd be like, what? Yeah. But like when they, and obviously this isn't, maybe one day we'll read Throne of Glass on this podcast, but I just don't, I don't know if it's something that I would want to talk about so much. So I can only say that like in Throne of Glass when she was like, I don't even know which book it was, but there was a a part where they're talking about like, oh, well, you know what happened in the Red Desert? Mm -hmm. And it was just so ominous and mysterious. No, I don't know what happened. Yeah, so learning, like, what did happen was really cool after the fact, because I'm like, oh, well, I'm with all the other people in, in time with the story. We're like, we don't know what happened. What is she capable of? It's... Yeah. Um, or, like, what happened when, you know, saving all the slaves. Yeah. 
Um, so I don't know. I, I liked I reading like Assassin's it. Blade last. I did too. And I was, couldn't imagine reading it first. It honestly was nice reading it after Kingdom of Ash, just because I really didn't enjoy Kingdom yeah. of Ash so Kingdom much. Kingdom of Ash sucks. Now I wonder if I did do the tandem read Bro. of Kingdom of Ash and the other one. What's the other one before that? Which isn't that Tower the, of Dawn? Tower of Dawn, yeah. You're supposed to like tandem read them. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder if I would have liked it better well, as a tandem read. Her, bro, I'm going to leave you outside. Um, her, her organization of those, the tail end of that series is just very odd. Like, it does feel like Kingdom of Ash should have been shorter and then mixed in with something else because it just, it, so much walking so much walking and sitting only for the big finale to not make any fucking sense i mean i see where she not went once with it. I just was there like ever a portal in that whole fucking series and then all of a sudden we can open portals it, it and that is probably the only real off. connection to the other series is yeah. the portals and the the people coming in from the north and yeah. like there was not enough pre-framing of the of the portals no so do you think that she and wrote the whole, throne of glass before a court yeah okay so she did crescent city then was like well i'm gonna do throne of glass yeah she may have had the idea for this a court. series yeah well and and i get it like this a quarter of a court series is it's a lot yeah. And so is Crescent City. I mean, it is a lot. Yeah. I could see how you could get overwhelmed just with like the amount of ideas and concepts and have to go to like, let me go to this simpler story and just write that yeah. as like a well, it was, it was like her breakout series. So it's like it was how she was sort of introduced to the book world. Yeah. And I feel like I don't I wouldn't want my first book to be my big brainchild from no when I was a kid. So like I get it being a completely different story. Yeah. Well, and I can guarantee that Crescent City and Accord probably started, the stories probably started totally different than they panned out. And oh, that yeah. they've morphed and changed a bunch since she started writing it. So it's all, that was just, um, that was like one of my big things that I was like, I want to, I really wonder. It's, it's interesting. We both had people ask us that. Yeah. Now, I would be interested to know what, I mean, obviously I've seen what all the people on the internet think, so if our listeners uh, want to go somewhere and tell us what they think, I'm all about hearing that from you all. Um, do you want to talk about Russ? Oh. That <laughs> was that was my other <laughs> pop culture thing was like, let's talk about Russ for a second. Yes. Um, Russ, if you don't know, he's a rapper. Um r&b style rapper i don't know i don't want to put him in a box (laughs) um i've actually weirdly loved him for years you have um and i love that he's somehow found his way onto book talk he made a song called nasty and he doesn't make raunchy songs often like hardly ever like i really do enjoy his slow jams (laughs) you know like the sad stuff that you'd play in the car at night and cry oh yeah or at least pretend you're in a music video. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but um, <coughs> he made a song called Nasty. He sure did. And he he's really good at like teasing stuff on TikTok or whatever. And 
he likes bringing people in to his songs like he did with handsomer he brought in that girl to do like an open verse challenge whatever yeah um and he sort of did that again and book talk got a hold of the song yeah and they were like oh my god this would be so good for a silver flame mm. and then he like i guess bought a fuck ton of books Jeez, he's been he bought like, some of the dirtiest oh ones i know he too. has like denim vipers <gasps> literally so that stuff. i was like oh no. I was like, be careful where you just open up to. Like, literally, don't judge us, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe start with the lighter stuff. First. <laughs> don't go to dinner vipers. Um, but yeah, and then he made this extended version where he like put a bunch of Easter eggs that are like directly related to Silver Flame. Sure did. So we sure all did. love him. He's great. Um, and it's been really funny watching his uh his Instagram because he he did add all of the things about the book itself Mm -hmm. which I thought was really fun but it's been this like dissemination where it started out was everyone was like get on book talk and you'll really get all these fans and then it goes to cut to a week later all like some women are like this is too much and he's like doing these videos like where you guys invited me to book talk i didn't know what it was i didn't ask to be here you just said come over here and i did and and I, how is it too much i don't know it's not consider- dirtier than any of the shit we read well, literally not so i was like it doesn't make any sense and i was like this is this this is the perfect example of society where it's like you build them up and then you try to knock them down and he's just like not having it yeah he's like okay i didn't do anything but write a song i had an idea in the shower on wednesday i posted like the drip yeah, on Friday. Then I did some research and did some more, added some more to it like a week later. Like, I don't, I'm yeah. just here. He listen also to had, it or don't listen to it. I think it. I saw on his story or something, he posted it. He had other, like, of his, like, main fan base being like, we don't like this stuff. And he's like, then don't listen to it. Literally. And that's what I mean. Like, he really doesn't do dirty songs often. No. Like, they're usually, like, either, like, more hypey like entrepreneur kind of weird it's not like that but it is and then um like that slow r&b kind of feel yeah i mean i like the chomps albums yeah um it just it was just really it's funny and then i was like it's cool that you know some pop like pop-ish culture because he is kind of yeah he's more known than the books we'll put it that for way. sure for sure so it was nice to see that kind of pop up and it was funny and worlds collide. I know. Much well, it's like, nice too because like because he's completely independent like yeah, he can he just can post shit he whenever wants. he wants and that's why he puts out so many songs yep. and he's like oh you guys want a whole nother verse and I want to make another verse I'll just release an extended version in a week like yes. it's so much fun. It's so fun so that's great. I hope that if and when this ever we ever get to a silver flame some sort of on-screen adaptation that the song gets used in better or we will all be distraught riot uh i mean i'm already rioting you know because they there's all these um we've talked about it in the last couple of episodes where there's all these um leaks mm-hmm. or alleged leaks of potential casting for i feel like that's just a pr stunt to try to build some they don't conversation. need to build it we're all already talking but about as long it. as you keep it in the front you know i know but i jacob alordi is not gonna be resand if he was i would lose i would be so he's so not. frustrated i do think Kissing he could booth, be great should he be be movie 
cool. You can be the lead in that. You no, do not he, get to do You never watched Euphoria. He's really good in Euphoria. He's just, a dark, like, you love to hate him kind of person in yes, Euphoria. Yes, but I don't love his face for Resand. He doesn't no, have a Resand face. I agree. But I, I do like think it. he could find a place in the show. For sure. He's got that build. Yeah. He's got that Illyrian build. Yeah. <laughs> or Tamlin build. Ugh, he could be Tamlin. No. I do really like um, your boy Austin Butler Ugh. as Tamlin. He'd be so good That honestly made so you much know, sense. I don't really like, I'm not as attracted. I can appreciate his attractiveness, but I'm not really attracted to him anymore. <laughs> oh, he lost you? What happened? I don't know. It just annoyed me. Is I it was because watching, of the Gerber baby? No. I was just. Kaya. I was just watching like. Maybe it was all the press stuff after Elvis and how he kept talking and I don't know. Something gave me the ick. Well, it's because he got stuck in his character. He's also really skinny. He is fragile. Like, he looks like I could snap him with my thighs. Like, you know most... I know. Most famous people are in... Even though they look big on screen, they're probably like all under 120 pounds. I know. Men and women, except for like Jason Momoa. He's probably like 170. I know. And that's small for someone who says, I don't know if that's true, but like they're tiny. I bet he's more than, just because he's so muscular. Yeah. But or yeah, I like saw pictures. I don't know. I saw like whole body pictures and I was like, (laughs) eat a burger. Like Jesus Christ, (laughs) fatten you up. But then it's like, I don't know what role or something he may be working for that he's like has to be. Of a petite size. Well, and he likes really tiny model women, so. That's fair. He's bigger than them. I do like him. I think he would be a good Tamlin. He would be. They would just have to beef him up. Yeah. He's going to have to weight train. All of, everyone in the show would. Oh my God. But I think. Well, it'll be like 300 where they, you know, they airbrush on half. If we ever do get a show, (laughs) I think it'll be a lot of, it'll be a lot of actors and actresses we don't know i and i honestly want that i know i don't want to they'll be stay longer too i don't want to be tainted by someone's past performances um it's one where i almost wish that they did all unknown actors as main characters and had cameos yeah. from famous people i think that would be fun um i mean very similar to harry potter yeah. how it all started with a completely unknown kid cast yeah and then you were surrounded by all these like amazing actors yeah. plus like if they're helped. unknown they're they're more likely to stay longer yeah. than like, oh, I'm going to leave for this other project. And then the whole series is run because we've got to recast. Yeah. So. Um, I love that. I'm going to save some topics for the next episode. Okay. Which is why I actually, I'm going to move this one on down so we can talk about it. The next one. Um, yeah. Could I be an old lady and ask you to put a coaster? <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that the minute I put it down, but... Where are your coasters? There's one right there. Oh. Will you get it? <sighs> oh my god, thank god. I do love that that was my first thought, and I was like, she hasn't said anything yet, and there's no coasters on this table, so I'm just not sure what I'm supposed to do here. Um, I think honestly that was one of my first favorite beginnings of our podcast because normally we just stick around and talk about um, our lives and I just don't want to talk about my life because I don't enjoy what's happening in it. So um, okay. I like that. I, I, I'm glad that you came prepared with discussion topics. I did. Thank you for doing the work. 
I have one more that I, I do want to talk about. I'm only going to do one Facebook post and I'll save the other ones oh, for yes, the next please. episode. But that's because uh, this one fan theory mm-hmm. is so interesting. And I'm like, it's a stretch, but it's Sarah. So she could like, she could maybe throw it in there. I don't know. Um, there is a fan theory going around that Archeron Mama... Have you heard this? Mm-mm. That the Archeron mother was actually some part fae. Okay. And that the reason that she died so randomly or seemingly from her, what was it, tuberculosis or something? It she had some sort typhoid of or some random illness. disease uh, was because she broke a bargain. And like, so she ended up being cursed because uh, the theory being that, you know, when you break a bargain, you die immediately. And, uh, they're saying trying so hard to keep an open mind right now. I know. Well, when I, I've, well, the first time I saw it, who's the girl, um, her name is Michelle Garcia. She was the first one I saw and then Barrett sent me a different video about it. Um, and I thought it was, it started to like, first I was like, this is stupid, but then mm-hmm. it started, I was like, huh? So it was like all of this sudden they were rich, wealthy. She ends up meeting this man has a bunch of kids with them all in a row dies when they're you know she's a kid when fair is a kid all of a sudden they lose all of their wealth everything that could possibly go wrong goes completely wrong and they're thrust into poverty and that was kind of like the the point where they're like that sounds like a fey bargain where the archeron mom was probably supposed to do something maybe that she made a bargain to get to stay with this man or to even just get him in the first place and you know her main goal was to marry off her daughters and place them and then all of a sudden it seemed like when she was supposed to like she was trying so hard to push her kids into marriage and like really at really young ages if you think about it that then she all of a sudden gets typhoid or whatever and dies I don't think it was typhoid. it wasn't that's all I can think about though it was something along with a yeah, T yeah. sure yep. I don't know it doesn't matter I just keep thinking typhoid Mary <laughs> um, she, but typhoid Mary didn't die that was the whole point yeah she just kept killing everyone else <laughs> she's she like was. I don't know why everyone around me keeps dying <laughs> I don't want to go to that me. island. I swear, it I will stir this pot of mm. stew with my hand. Bare and- hands, fingers in it. Achoo. Um, either way. So the theory is that she broke the whatever the bargain, that she it was like her time to pay up, and that she didn't do it, and that's why everything collapsed in a really short period. And I don't like it. I was like... I didn't like it at first. I would need to see some sort of scholarly article about this. I, <laughs> I want the facts laid out to me in writing i'm okay not a facebook post i want it to be like published a published journal and scientific mm-hmm. journal i'm I sure want it peer-reviewed fact-checked i'm sure those exist I, that just that i don't think it would be crazy that that because the fae and the humans used to interact like before the wall exactly. so like i don't think it'd be crazy that there would be humans that are part fae I do think it's, if she was part fae, it, yeah, why would she die like that? That doesn't make any sense. But what bargain? I don't. Well, that's, that's the bargain where they were. And bargain to stay with their dad? He was a piece of shit. Well, but not 
that he became that way but he still seemed like a nice guy even at the end of it he seemed nice he just seemed like broken and pathetic (laughs) but at the time he was a rich wealthy merchant now granted my holes in that one are well yeah he was a rich or he became a rich wealthy merchant bargain who did she make a bargain with a fae some other fae i don't know that that it opens too many question doors with no answers behind them no that theory is wildly speculative oh absolutely that's why i just thought it was so interesting because it's starting to catch i have better wildly speculative theories i would like to talk about and they're in this book what do you want to talk about now do you want to save for the next episode i don't no they're in the they're in the chapters we're about to talk about oh i love that okay i was trying to do a, a cool segue it I didn't love that. work no it did. i was gonna say do you want to talk about our chapters I do. do you want to move on um before we get right into your summary uh-huh, of 9 through 12 uh-huh. i want to say say I've, it girl i've been preach obviously editing um I edit all of our episodes uh-huh. and i'm just gonna say thank you to all the people out there that love us well yes but including you except you really don't <laughs> What? This is, are you about to be no. subtly mean to me? No, I'm not. It's not. It's, I want to say I appreciate all the people who um, just listen to me ramble because I do struggle to um, to really dial in what my point is. You but get there. in my head, it makes uh-huh. so much sense. Um, so I was like, I really do just like kind of talk in a circle, but I come back to it. But in my head, it makes all the sense. And I was like, I wonder if that comes from living in a home with a, a lot of foreigners, like because I mm-hmm. spent a lot of my life in with people whose English wasn't their first language. Yeah, like living with them and working with them. So if somebody walked up to me and was like, you know, that one thing that goes with that one thing that is, I mean, this is a literal conversation I used to have every day when I was like sixteen. Just like the thing that goes in the thing, and you you do that, and I was like, no, 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 I got what you mean. Yeah. Like I could interpret it immediately. Lena, she's my favorite, and I was like, I know what you mean. It's fine. And I'm like, oh my God, is that how my brain works? Maybe this is why I do so good with like traveling and interpretation, even though I don't interpret things, but I'm like, I know what you mean. Body language pointing. I got you. Yeah. I'm like, maybe that's how my brain works, but I'm trying to articulate things that sound smart and they don't. <laughs> and you can tell that I you think don't you think you sound it, smart. Oh, I'm so glad that you say that. When you hear the recordings, you can tell you don't. I think it's <laughs> you're not, like, Ooh. it's not that I don't think you sound smart. It's that I'm trying to comprehend what you're saying in my brain. Yeah. No, so I got it. there's a lag, there's a <laughs> translation lag there, there where I've got to catch up with your words. It's every time you're like, you can tell that you're just not either processing or you're like, you said everything wrong. You just go, okay. <laughs> it's like a high pitched okay. And it's like incredibly, I, just I will be incredibly it. insecure about that for the rest of my life. Don't. It just, it is. Okay. I listen to us talk <laughs> so much. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Oh, it's so fun. I honestly think I'm obsessed with us. So thank God for me. I'm our biggest fan. I'm thankful for you for editing so that I don't have to. <laughs> I find it enjoyable. It lets me take out the things where I sound really stupid. So I have control <laughs> over that. Do you at least make, take out the things that make me sound stupid? I'm sorry. Do you not listen to our podcast? No, I can't. I well, can't. I guess you'll never know. <laughs> you could just be making me sound like a complete asset. Now I do that myself. <laughs> I've said some questionable things. I did also um, make a good note for my goals for season two as a whole okay. was uh, we talk a lot of shit. <laughs> 
that's the point it is we talk a lot of shit so i'm just gonna put this little disclaimer we do not hold back we don't but also it comes from a place of not internalizing judgment it's just like a very topical judgment where i'm like i have an opinion about this yeah but i don't harbor any emotions whatsoever behind the opinions that i have which is i feel like where judgment lies in the emotional weight you hold i don't that's the definition i'm putting to it because i'm like i'll talk some shit all day long but i don't mean it i'll still hang out with you and be like it's fine yeah um, so I'm going to try to say well, something. Yeah, like I'm not going to hold Sarah to kingdom of Ash being a shitty book. <laughs> no, no, but, I, but do- I would, I would totally tell her, I wouldn't say that was a shitty book to her face. <laughs> you just, just on the record. But I would internet. say, well, yeah, it's, it's just like having keyboard courage. Like oh yeah. People behind a screen or a mic will say things that you would. I, I would say regardless. it to her face. I'd be like, girl, I didn't enjoy that. Yeah. I would say it in a kind of Could they way. have walked less and. Could you have ended that in a way that didn't make me want to go? Oh my God, she lost all her powers, but she kept her man. Yeah, it it was dumb. It's you might as well have just had her wake up from a fucking dream, and it all have just been in her sleep. Psych. And she was actually still in the castle. Oh, I went to just different world to some girl who was dreaming in her bed in like middle America. Yeah, (laughs) it it was it was a cop out of an ending. We don't have to get into it. We don't. Um, so um, there's my only thing. I'm going to work on saying at least one or two positive things. Okay, I like Moving that. forward like and that. being less, uh, more succinct in my my thought process. Okay. So now with that, uh-huh. that I've set my intention for the uh-huh. podcast moving forward. You did it the last episode, if you don't recall, which you don't. But I do because I just did listened I tell to the it yesterday. sunflower story? No. What's the sunflower story? About intentions? I feel like I have. Remember how I said I just immediately erase things out of my Damn brain it. just to make space? So it's okay. like I'm hearing it all over again. Okay. Well. Anybody who ever is with me for life is going to be so excited. I'll always be suppressed, like, suppressed. Sup- Jesus Christ. <laughs> Freud, where are you? Always be surprised and impressed by your stories, even though I'll probably have heard them, like, 20 times. Okay, well, if they've already heard this, please cut it out. Okay, well, I don't know. But I didn't understand intention, like, setting an intention this was probably three or four years ago. I do. You were there. I do remember this story. Lauren was there. <laughs> you guys took me to hot yoga. It was like a studio I'd never been before. I hadn't done a ton of yoga. I'd done it like a couple times. And we went and she was like, okay, we're going to, before we start our practice, we're going to set an intention for today. And I want you to just, whenever things feel hard or whatever, like come back to your intention. <laughs> And I didn't understand, so I made my intention sunflower. <laughs> so anytime I was like, I don't want to be doing this, or this pose is hard, or like, ow, this hurts, I'd just be, be like, sunflower. I'd be like, sunflower, 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 sunflower. It's not a safe word. And then it's like, <laughs> but that would make me not think about the thing I didn't want to be doing. Well, there you go. Then so it kind of was so it kind intention. of Lauren, of course, in her yogi way, was like, well, actually, that like works because you know, even yeah. though you didn't technically do the assignment, you did do the assignment it just was to what you your needed. own interpretation yeah i was like oh you didn't understand the assignment I, but you still got I an a it. but I you still it. got an a yeah if there's one thing about <laughs> me it's that i'll do it i just don't know that i'll do it right same so yeah i'm glad that you set your intention for today well i mean it's just kind of my hope for moving forward as sunflower whole, but some sunflower. sunflower yeah so i set my sunflower okay all right, let's get into these chapters. Where'd we leave off again? Uh, we left off at the sure end of the chapter right. eight. So you should be covering, Hannah oh. should be doing nine through 12. Nine Thank God I did it right. the end of 12. Yes. 
Um, and I had to do this yesterday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what happened at the end of the chapter eight was when she like stormed off, right? She stormed out from dinner after giving her jewels to the water wraith. Yeah. And Tamlin got pissed and Lucian was like, Shocker. oh my God, are you guys about to fight? And then, you know, she burnt the little table with her hands and got all yeah angry. Okay. Well, I'll give you my little summary here. Let's go. Nine through 12. Let's go. Bow, 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 bow. Chapters nine through 12. Hannah's summary. Fair still tries to make peace and Tamlin promises to be less of a waste of space <laughs> only to throw a temper tantrum two seconds later <laughs> yeah stop making me laugh I'm you're sorry. boosting my ego too much I'm so sorry <clears throat> I'm gonna knock you down a bag <clears throat> please don't do that either I might cry <laughs> oh my god I'm on my period I'm very emotionally volatile <sighs> I hate when that happens Farrah returns to the night court where she spends most of it reading Her physical appearance continues to get worse, to the point that she doesn't even have the energy to verbally spar with Resand. When she returns to the spring court, Tamlin is more protective than ever. Mm. Even though Feyre continues to show signs of her inherited powers, Tamlin refuses to let her learn how to use them. Keyword, let. Lucian plays both sides, but Ianthea's obviously team Tamlin all the way. Mm Mm-hmm. Like she would wear a Tamlin jersey if she had one. She probably wears underwear too. Um, here we go. In a final showdown, Tamlin shields Vera inside the manor, effectively imprisoning her yet again. While he's off engaging some mysterious enemy at the Spring Court border, she has a full-blown Menti B. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. That's for all my gin. <laughs> Gen Xers. Gen <laughs> If the Xers got it, whoo. Go uh-huh. ahead, y'all. More comes listening. to the rescue and brings her to Reese, who winnows her away. Which I will say, before we say anything else. Yeah. And then say some other things. Can I'm going to first say. Say more. <laughs> that I know we didn't do this on purpose, uh-huh. but our division of the chapters is so perfectly aligned on a cliffhanger for this episode. I know it. It, it's so good. Last one, too. I know. Except our last one, we argued a lot. It, it happens. It does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so chapter nine. I mean, I had some thoughts. Well, let's hear them. Me, too. Um, mostly, I had two thoughts about the same thing, and I was like, ooh, I might have a split personality. <laughs> okay. Tell me more. Because I my first my first gut like response was Tamlin is a quintessential abuser. Yes. He he does the shitty thing, he apologizes, he does the, you know, quick fix to better. smooth it over and then continues to do the shitty thing. Literally. And you see it in this one specific um one specific part where that's like it happens almost instantly. He's a dick at dinner yep. at the end of chapter eight. They don't talk for like five or six hours. She goes and find him. He has this She present. has to go and find him. Well, he said he was about to come burn yeah, her. Okay, but, whatever. Right. Um, he had a present waiting for her. They do this like quick little, you know, try to be casual and like, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. And I'll, I'll try to be better is what he says. And she's like, oh, 
okay. And he's like, I got you this present to make up for it. And here's all these paints. It'll probably help you. And then that's when she gets pissed off. And she's like, yeah, cause uh, there's all this underlying shit going on. Cause they're, they're not, not fucking talking really about talking it. about it. Exactly. And she's like, Oh, well, is your paperwork helping you? <laughs> is that helping you get over all your trauma? And that's when it blows up yeah. and he goes fucking rage monster Berserk. again. So immediately apologizes with the gift, destroys it, huge fucking rage mm-hmm. attack. She protects herself. We can come back to that. And then, you know, apologizes immediately again after that. I'll try to be better. I'll try to be better. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, I've never seen such a fucking like abuse cycle. Sarah does a good job of writing it. She like, does. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Now that was my first, like, that's your initial or my initial like gut response of judgment. And that one is judgmental as fuck. He would like to say some words too. <laughs> I think Freddie has an thoughts. opinion. He said, yeah, I know beasts and that beast sucks. Uh, but then my logical thought behind it is you can tell that they both do really care about each other on some level. Yeah. It's obviously not, um, it's not true love. It's some sort of trauma bound. It's trauma bondage. Love. Remember you it, said it trauma best. bondage. It truly is. Um, and you can see in that conversation where they have it, it's like into chapter nine where he's trying to give her this present to make up for being the dick or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're both trying to be self-aware, but it's like, it's like when people start therapy and they're like, trying to catch themselves but then you go right back into it you revert back to your old behavior and she does it too where she like clams up Mm -hmm. and she just doesn't say what she actually means Mm -hmm. and he tries to say the right things to get his point across but like get his way at the same time and so it's just like he says what she wants to hear yeah and you can see he's like they're both sort of trying to drop their egos for a minute until that one trigger happens and then they both close up and it's starts all over again Mm -hmm. so like the logical size you can see that they care and that they're trying to figure it out but they just cannot they they just can't so that's kind of like my chapter nine takeaway that bothers me he's got thoughts freddie is over here um trying to really give hannah the biz I also would like to know how big this traveling paint kit is that he gets. It's her. huge. I was like, it doesn't sound very practical. I love you, Freddie, but dear God. <laughs> it doesn't sound very practical for traveling. It sounds like a giant ass box. And I'm like, well, I, yeah, I it's tackle like, box. Think of like a tackle box or a briefcase. I do. And tackle box is a good But like, it sounds like she's, I think she said it was wooden. Yeah, because remember, even though they're magical and like super advanced, they're also not advanced at all. <laughs> it's very, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. In her words, rudimentary. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with all the things that you just said. Um, I think it's super frustrating to read this kind of chapter because mm-hmm. like, you can obviously see it like it's different it's just like anything like when you're in it it's different but like you can obviously see the cycles of abuse and like how they are like yeah they care for each other but they're also really bad for each other and it's because they're different people than they than they were when they first met and they're not able to meet these new versions of each other like he he wants to hold on so hard that he actually just like makes it worse yeah. um I did notice because like 
my, I mean, aside from like the big blow up and them talking, like when I was first reading the chapter, she was talking to Alice about how like she gave her stuff to the water wraith or yeah. whatever. And that does come back up later on in the series in yeah. this book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just noticed that like Tamlin's a leader by birth, yeah. but Feyre is a natural born leader. And it's like she does stuff because just because she thinks it's right. Like she doesn't do it for like political motivation or gain. She just does it because she thinks it's right and naturally leads other people like around her based on what she's doing. Whereas like Tamlin doesn't want to be a leader and he's only in this place of authority because like he kind of has to be. Yeah. He's got the power, the birthright and the power. Yeah. But it's like physical power. It's just so annoying. It's just annoying. I felt annoyed and frustrated this whole chapter. Because she's just like continues to try to be like, it's okay. It's fine. But it's not fine. And she has these moments of outbursts. She does. She has these moments of clarity. Um, it, it is still like her. It's You can see the war within herself where yeah. she's still hyper doubting herself. Like yeah. maybe I didn't do that. Maybe I, I didn't mean, she can't burn even the table. Read. Maybe I didn't. You know, that's just like a bubble up. That's just. Yeah. You can, you can see the. It's denial almost because it is, she's and also it's physically coming out of her because she's becoming so um, emotionally um, detached, repressed. Repressed is almost better. It's like she's she's so um, her highs are high down. and her lows are low. She's yeah. she's depressed basically. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and that's when you're we're starting to see all of those gifted mm-hmm. powers um, start to to come out in burst that she can't control yeah. which is the same as honestly as old boy's rage where he is choosing not to control it yeah um well he's controlled by his emotions right and i feel like that's an active choice though like sure. at a certain obviously not when you're a kid or anything but as you get older and you understand he's your emotional like eight thousand years old so he old. should know how to not like you should be how to temper your response yeah. to things yeah and she's kind of doing the same things where she's not mitigating her response or reactions to things and she's pressing it down. So it's coming out erratically. Yeah. And well that, I mean, I feel like that pushes us right into 10, like, or did you have more yeah. than nine? Uh, I don't know. what. So I've done this thing where I don't write what chapter it is. I just write it in the pages oh <laughs> because, uh, so what I do have one thing that I thought was fucking hilarious. It is in chapter 10. So no okay. Um, so, yeah, chapter 10. I wonder if it's the same thing I thought was fucking hilarious. Which one is it? Okay, I just, because obviously, like, she throws up the shield around herself. She, <clears throat> I have a question about that. It comes up later, uh-huh. but I, I can ask now. Okay. So, In later chapters? It does, yeah. because it comes back up of, like, she's trying to figure out where her gifts are coming from, like, which, yeah. um, High Lord. And in this one... It is at the end of the scene where he locks her in the house. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He throws up a windshield too. He doesn't throw up a windshield. He throws up a shield. No, she said it's just, um, we'll get to it because I highlighted it because she, she said it's just like the one that I, that I made. But is hers a windshield? It's like hard air. And that's what hers was, or his was. It was like, she couldn't see it. It was just like hard air. 
And the only comparison we have is her saying, it's just like the one that I made in the library. Mm-hmm. And that's how she's connecting him. So I'm like, if he can do that, but they, Rhysandra said maybe that came from the day court. I'm like, but then how does Rhysandra, or how does, how can Tamlin do that? Well, Tamlin too? has magic. It might just be a magical it ability. Might. And maybe his shield isn't made of air. Maybe it's made of something maybe. else. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It just, it was, a, I, I just, it confused me enough that I was like, what? I think to some extent all of the high lords should be able to shield with their manifestations of power it's mm. just like what f- form it takes yeah yeah because i i know we know um old boys by the sea he makes a little water shield yeah yeah <laughs> um okay sorry yeah but i think uh going into 10 like she throws it a shield, whatever, and then, of course, he's like, oh, my God, again, I'm so sorry, whatever. Yeah. And he begs for her forgiveness, saying, like, I, I, you triggered me because you said that I couldn't save you before, or, like, it feels like I'm doing the same thing to I'm you. drowning, and, yeah. And I couldn't save you before. And I was like, be fucking for real. You didn't do jack shit under the mountain. What do you mean you couldn't save her before? You didn't even try. You didn't try to do a single fucking thing. It it made me so mad. But it also made her mad. And this is, I love that you said that. This wasn't the thing that made me laugh, but I did highlight it where he's like, I'll try to be better. Please Uh give me more time. Let me, let me get through this, please. And she literally thinks, get through what? Yeah. Because literally, what does he have to get through? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, She's just still like in these extreme swings of doubting herself. So mm-hmm. it is nice to see her build up through these next eight chapters where she kind of gets her backbone and she finally like yeah. shakes this shit off, but I, it's so irritating. I do think 10 is like a really good illustration of like how women often break up with men in their minds, like way ahead of breaking up oh, with them in real life. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because like she's, in a sense, like to relate it to everyday terms, like she's starting to get the ick with Tamlin. Absolutely. And being like, through what? Yeah. Like it, it's just, it's so, because I've been that person who like breaks up with someone in my head yep. without keep, you keep trying to make it work. You keep trying to make it work. Yep. And then eventually you're just done. And mm-hmm. the men act surprised. Like it that came happened. out of nowhere. And it's like, no, it, didn't. Mm, it didn't, it didn't come out of nowhere. I've been trying to, to work on this for a really long time. Yeah. I've been trying to talk to you and you're not listening to me and you keep making everything worse. But it's like, you can finally see her like internal dialogue of like, she's starting to figure it out. She's starting to like, maybe I don't like him that much. Yeah. Right. No, but I do love after that where, um, you know, Tamlin again, didn't stop apologizing for days. He made love to me morning and night. It's gross. Worship my body. Now the thing that made me laugh about that, is because Cardi B, did you see this? She put out this. Uh-uh. Okay. So Cardi B put out this video that made me just laugh where she basically called out. She's like, any girl who's out here talking about her man fucking her morning and night is just admitting that her man has a drug problem because that is not normal. There is nobody who should be able to fuck all day. You are saying they're on some sort of like amphetamine. Yeah. Because that's not. Normal. He ain't got nothing better to do. Like. <laughs> And then I just started laughing. I was like, oh, she's right. Why do you mm-hmm. want? And like, if you have no time for anything, you're so busy, Tamlin. How can you sit around and bang someone all morning and all night and not ha- like, I thought you had to go somewhere and save mm-hmm. somebody from something. You're right. You're right. So it just made me chuckle. <laughs> the end. Go ahead, Cardi B. <laughs> 
Uh, well, also in this chapter, Reese pops back Ooh, in. He, he says, sure does. Hi, toodaloo. Hi. Nice Hi. to see you guys. Um, which then I had an internal realization that I want to know if you also share this with me. I don't know. I had two things about when, when Reese pops up that were internal feelings okay. that I did write out so, in real letters. We... We know that he can, like, get into people's heads. Sure can. And when he shows up, like, she has her shields down, and she's saying things in her head that he picks up on. Yeah. And I realized that wouldn't work with me. Because <laughs> you'd I, be saying things out loud, but thinking, oh, cookies. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I also don't think that I think in words. I think that I think in mainly images. So like he, if he was reading my mind, he, he, he wouldn't the get this like stream of consciousness of like thoughts. It would just be like random things that the I'm cave drawing. No, <laughs> they're elaborate, detailed, paintings. Pa- Renaissance. I don't know if that's true. If someone asks you a question, would you see the answer as a picture or would you, what's your password? Did you just say your password? You, you went, which no, password? I see it. I don't think you it. You don't think 2775? Is that your password? No. Okay. I was just guessing. I don't know. <laughs> I thought it might be right. Like, you're talking like my iPhone password. I would see oh, my iPhone sure. screen and how I type it in. I don't see words. Interesting. Which is weird because I read a lot. I know so many words. Have you ever read the series? Do you think in thoughts or do you think in images? I'm having a crisis. I think it depends on what I'm thinking about. Yeah. If someone's well, talking to me and they say, oh, well, like, who are you thinking or who who you're talking about? In my head, I go, well, I'm talking about, you know, that one boy. I, I just think about his name or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if I'm asking that I don't question. use words in my head. Oh, okay. But like, and I get it's a book. So like you have to write yeah, the stream no of consciousness. Yeah. But it's like you could, it could be like, oh, it sent an image or things like that, which at points it does do down their bond. Yeah. I mean, I think he could I'm still just see saying, it. I'm saying like, for sure. I'm just saying like, if it were me and I He'd were be like, story, oh, there's the picture. He would just get a lot of images and not a lot of words. Or it would be random like offshoot well, words. If you're thinking of the, It wouldn't be like a whole sentence. If you're thinking of the past, I could absolutely see that. Because I do, like when I think of the past of a situation, I'm like actively reimagining the situation that occurred. It doesn't have video. to be the past it's the present and the future okay. it's all images well there's there so go. many hannah's got a special way her mind works no i don't think i'm alone but well you're probably not um like she, or maybe you've just never noticed i don't she know says, i'd never put it together well then i like i literally had to set this book down for like 20 minutes and i was like i just kept thinking of things to think about and whenever i thought about them it would mainly be an image that popped like if i think of a bagel you want, you I don't, I don't think, oh my God, a bagel sounds really good right now. I just see a picture of a bagel oh with gosh, a, I had a big bagel. chunk of cream cheese and some locks on it. Maybe some red onion, some mm. capers. Mm. Pass on those. Have you ever read Levin Thumps in the Gateway to Foo? No. I oddly really like that series. Um, I will send you the part about it. It made, that makes me think about this specifically because it is literally about, um, about thoughts and like, and basically, every every time I think a thought, 
uh-huh. ever since I read that book, I always, I tend to go back to that scene specifically. Okay. I'll send it to you. But basically it's this um, evil spirit thing who's trying to get the thoughts out of someone's brain and uh-huh. he just asks the questions and then they, they think the thought in their head and he can grab oh. them um because you know generally if you ask someone a question even if they don't respond outwardly they're thinking the answer in their head anyways i'll send it to you huh it's interesting i mean that was really my big one the only other thing i thought um was that reese has riz that was really you don't know what Riz is? I feel like you told me this. I'm using so many slang terms in this episode. No, you It sounds like I like read a Gen Z book. You did. We've talked about this. because I'm on TikTok. And I feel like I'm going to need you to refresh me. Riz is like having game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got you. Okay, so two things. When he comes to get her at the bedroom door. That's hot. Is it though? No. Because I was like, can you imagine? Can you just imagine? You, I can. We've already been over. Good. Imagine this. Imagine you're sand, but like, so just reverse it. So you're the girl. Mm-hmm. You're you. And you're a high, powerful, high lady of mm-hmm. your own court. Yeah, I am. And you know this man is your mate. And you have to go pick him up mm-hmm. at his other bitch's house. Yeah. And you see her open the door with her in her lacy underwear. We'll put Tamlin in She wasn't in it. Not her. I'm. Um, I'm making, she had a, I'm reversing the situation. I, I see. So like the Tamlin probably walked out without a shirt on or something. You know what I mean? Tamlin was, wasn't in the room. No, I know. I'm saying like he was out in the hallway, but was he clothed? I don't remember. Either way, just imagine, you know, a scantily clad, like, oh, you're here to get your man. I banged him and he's in the room naked and you're just like, uh, I don't enjoy this, but well, on yeah. top of all of it, he doesn't, that doesn't even phase him. He's more concerned about her, like, physical appearance of looking, like, sick. Yeah. So, like, can you imagine loving someone so much and being so certain that that's your person that none of the other, like, physical stuff phases you other than, like, their personal well-being? I was like, that's some fucking love. That's self-control. I've never, ever felt that in my life. I'd be mm-hmm. like, get away from my man. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking kill you. Yeah. Which obviously says a lot about me as a person, and I understand that, but I was just like, God damn. I mean, yes, he does have a ton of self-control because he's also 8,000 years old, (laughs) and he's taken that time to emotionally mature, unlike another person that we know. It's true, it's true. Also, like, I'm sure it does kill him inside. It has That's where it's like, I hope in, like, the on-screen adaptation, we get, like, these, like, um, scenes where it's almost like filling in the blanks of when he's not with her and yeah. like he's talking to more Amran or whatever about Farah, And it's like those moments of frustration come out because he's able to be vulnerable with them. Yeah. But that's his whole thing, right? He swaggers around. He acts like he doesn't give a fuck. He always f- flakes like fake. Got some lint dust. off. Let me get yeah. that dirt off your shoulder. Tamlin. Yeah. It's oh, like, lint. that's his, Ugh. that's what I mean. He has Riz. Like he, sure does. he is good at putting that mask on and I'm sure inside it's fucking crippling, it but be. also it, it highlights like the different types of love. Like you were saying, like I said that Tamlin, too. like he cares, Rhysand cares about her Yeah, as a person and like, yeah, wants her to like be well. And, like, Tamlin doesn't care about her as a person. He cares about 
how much he loves her. He cares about. I and I'm trying to just find that distinction. Idea of her. It's an idea. It almost seems more like an idea of him being who he wants to be. Yeah, it's like he cares about this like idealistic picture of them together. Yeah. It's like the guy gets the girl and they live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't understand why you're not content and happy here. But it's like his feelings about her are more about him than they mm. are about her. Yeah. Like he cares about the imagery of it all, not about her as an individual, I guess. Obviously not because, I mean, he's literally letting her waste away. And I get back to her point where she's like, what are you getting through? Yeah. When he's like out here with whatever enemies, completely keeping her in the dark, completely keeping her shielded. It's, um, so I've been listening to a lot of Mel Robbins. Okay. Why I listened to this uh, Audible exclusive about taking control of your life. Uh-huh. She said something that really made me think about Tamlin a lot. Because um, <laughs> he has no control and so he feels like he has to hold on to everything so tightly. Well, she's like, no, it's more of like she knows um, like there is some level, some form of love or connection or whatever. Um, but the idea that that is love is the damaged part like fair saying well he loves me and i know he loves me and i know he cares and mel kept saying like that's abuse and it's not care you have like there's nothing in that that's making excuses love for the person it's not even that you she's like you have to go in and look at it and say these are not actions of love no matter who it's from parent boyfriend whatever she's like you have to go in and say that person was so broken or so damaged, they did not know how to love me. Yeah. And that is truly, I think, quintessential Tamlin. Like, you were so just unable to love that even you showing love, that's not love. Because yeah. love doesn't look like that. Love looks like what Rhysand is doing. Love looks like loving someone when you don't want to. Like, you don't like the situation. It looks like taking care of their personal needs in spite of your own wants or desires Mm -hmm. like he's like let me teach you how to read and take care of yourself and make sure you can like exist in the world without fucking dying in a trial because you can't read fucking words do you think this is going so deep and it is giving sarah a lot of credit where i don't know i don't know she's the same age as me and also has kids and like who knows how much therapy that bitch has gone through so she might if you think about it, like Resand grew up with a really good example of what love is from his mom. Yeah. And like, I do get Tamlin loved his mom and his sister, but we don't but, really know what that relationship looked like. Like she doesn't dive into it a ton. But we do know that her mom and her dad, they were mated, but he didn't really love, like he didn't I'm talking treat about her Tamlin well. right That's now. what I'm saying. Yeah. Or sorry, what did I say? Did I say Resand? Well, you're, I'm assuming you're talking about Rhysand's. No, I was talking about Tamlin. What we do know about Tamlin's parents, like Rhysand did have that great example, but Tamlin, remember he said his... Rhysand didn't have a good dad. His no, no, dad no. was the worst. No, I'm agreeing with you about his mom. Yes. But Tamlin didn't have a good... My point was he, the only thing that we know is that he didn't have a good example of love because his parents were mated, but they didn't really love each other. No, Rhysand's parents didn't really love each other. That's what I'm saying. Correct. But I'm saying Rhysand had a good example of how to love someone because his mom loved him really well. Yeah. 
we don't really know. I mean, we know Tamlin's dad was the absolute worst. Yes. And that while Tamlin resists a lot of what his dad's ideologies were, he also probably grew up in a house where he didn't have a lot of the same examples of like caring for someone in a genuine way that Resan did. Because no. like, I mean, that's what I mean. We don't know a ton about Tamlin's relationship with his mom. We just know that he cared about her from the sense that it, that's his mom, you know? And that's kind of what but I... But talks about his mommy all, all the, the time. time. All the time. My, my kind of takeaway though, and it is me assuming wildly, speculating all <laughs> over the place. That's what this entire podcast is. Right. Exactly. But it's to your point of we don't know exactly how their parents were other than that his dad was shitty. His parents were mated, but they were in a loveless marriage, essentially. Who are you talking about? Tamlin's parents. How do we know that? Because they talk about it. Uh, not in this book. Okay. He I know. He talks about it, I think, in the first book. I'll go and find it. I can't. I don't have a real reference it's point. It's just what you're saying is exactly what Resan says about his parents in the next couple chapters. Okay. I hear you. But I'm saying we all I know and I will go back and find it for later. I'm just not going to do it right now is that they didn't have a good marriage. Like okay. again, they were just made it. That's why like he gave her the flowers or whatever. I thought but it seems Tamlin's like parents really liked each other because he planted all those roses and stuff. I thought they had a they didn't have a bad relationship. No, I just don't think that it was like. My takeaway from his parents, it seems like his mom is probably generally um, a docile. Yeah. I just you know, don't think he had a good example of like what love really is in the way he that he grew up with like his dad and competing with his brothers. Like Resan just had a very different experience. Oh, absolutely. I mean, being he grew raised. Up for sure. And, and even though his parents, Resan's parents did they were mated, but they hated each other. Yeah. Like his mom still went out of his way to take care of him and to show him love in different ways. Absolutely. Even in a growing up in a culture that like was not very Oppressive, loving. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. That's what I'm wondering if maybe that's why they care about, they approach love so differently. It's just their yeah. childhood experience of how to express it and what it means is different. Yeah. Well, and he also has his bond. Resan has his bonds with the boys. Yeah. Um, and more. And, and that all started. Well, Amorin started later, but he like grew up with these two really close male friendships as well. Yeah. That were like healthy. And they were, they learned and his Resan's mom taught yeah. them how to be together. Whereas we look at Tamlin and yeah, they're like all his courtier friends or whatever. And they've known each other a long time, but it doesn't seem like he has ac actually any really close friends. Yeah, it's all fake and posturing and... Yeah, it seems very topical. Fairy brings it up quite a bit with, like, the the way she interacts in both courts. It's, like... Totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was really... I was like, damn. When, uh, on 107, when uh, Tamlin's trying to bargain his way out of her bargain. Like, mm -hmm. I'll give you anything you want. And he... Resan just looks at Tamlin's like, I have everything I want. Yeah. I don't need nothing. Yeah. He's like, I've got everything I want. I was like, can you imagine that? There's your Riz. That's, uh, that's where that comment I came from. I was just like, that is a, that's a move. That's literally, that was the last thing God I wrote damn. was that Reese has Riz in chapter 10 and it was because of that comment. God damn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
we can move on i didn't really do a bunch of other things except have one yeah it's like at the end of the, the all the chapters but that oh that was really kind and of 12 mm-hmm, that's i mean um well i did have in one thing in 11 this was just a fun a fun little question because Feyre goes to the night court, whatever. She does. And she spends most of it alone, just like reading and eating, which sounds like a dream. <laughs> yeah. What do you think she was reading? Because I'm imagining like Junie B. Jones books for some reason. <laughs> Where she's learning new words. Because she like the literally can children. Yeah, like she literally <laughs> can't fucking read. And Rhysand like drops these books off. And I'm like, did he drop off like... Some kitty novels that you like read in elementary school? I don't know. I, I honestly, it's hard for me to un- even kind of. You think so, right? Try to understand what it'd be like to learn to read later in life. I honestly. think it would be so funny if in the show she's literally <laughs> reading like Boxcar Children or something. Oh my God. I would that love would it. be fucking. Or like Dr. Seuss. Where I'm learning all these great words. That would be funny. I don't know what she's reading, but I do know that there is one part within those chapters, but I think it's when she's at. Tamlin's Manor uh where she's like I was reading this book and it was really nice to get lost in this beautiful story so I think she's reading fiction yeah I mean it's (laughs) obvious she's reading like stories that are yeah story she tells herself um I don't I just thought it was funny because I was like it's not like she's just gonna (laughs) go from literally not being able to read to To like a college age reading level that's true I never thought she's definitely reading these like some YA yeah Sure. I don't even think that I literally am imagining Just like youth elementary section. school <laughs> level novels. That's funny. Which are, I mean, we all have to start somewhere. We sure did. Um, I do like that when she does first go to the night court, he's like, Oh, just come out. Like as soon as they get back, he's like, let's go eat breakfast because mm-hmm. he's obviously super aware that she's just fucking skinny and bones and looks like just trash. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, aren't you just so busy? don't you have a lot of other things to do? And he's like, yeah, but I'll always make time for you. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that, that is, that is the, the best show of the difference between him and Tamlin where Tamlin makes himself busy. And while he claims she's a priority in his words, mm-hmm. he doesn't make her a priority in his life. Yeah. Other than protecting her. Yeah. But Rhysand is like, I have a ton of shit I could be doing, but I want to eat breakfast with you first. Yeah. Get out of here. So, so what we all want but also at that breakfast is i th- think that's when he says it you're talking about chapter 11 uh it's on page 110 what that's 11 yeah are you in, are we there yet or no yeah yeah oh we're in chapter 11 okay great um they're having they're having breakfast and he's basically she's like you you're trying to manipulate me, which is funny because we talked about this. Uh-huh. We talked about this in the last episode, and I was like, well, this is a good tie back to the last episode because me and you got an argument about what manipulation means uh-huh. or the difference. And he's like, um, I'm not actually trying to manipulate you. Can we reframe our language so that it's not an argument, it's a debate? It's well, a it would have been a debate, but it didn't sound like one. I think that's just how we talk to each other. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll just I'll put it this way. Basically, um, God, I wish I knew where he said it. I wrote it down on this page, but he specifically says something about not manipulating her. Because he's like, say, I'm not trying to manipulate you to do what I want. I'm trying to. I'm asking you. Are to you talking work. about the pawn and the warrior comment? 
Well, but before that, he literally says, I'm not trying to manipulate you. I'll go back and find that one. I just don't remember where it is. But basically, she's trying. He's like, I'm I'm not. I want your help not to manipulate you. Is that what? Yeah. Okay. See, thank you. I was like, I don't know. Is it on 110? Yeah. Where? The bottom. Third paragraph from the bottom. Oh, God. There's so many paragraphs. Either way, um, I want your help not to manipulate you. He snapped. Right. And that's where he's like, that's when she said, you, sh- you say I should be a weapon, not yes. a pawn. They seem like the same to me. The only difference is who's wielding it. Yes. Yeah. That's what I underlined, but I didn't underline the part about manipulation. Right. Ne- so it's far. literally the next line. I want you to find oh, it. Yeah, so you feel gratified. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No, but that's, that was my point. I was like, oh, we had this whole argument where it's like about manipulating. He's being manipulative, but we disagree with his agenda. Um, whereas Ianthi's trying to manipulate her and that it just made me go, okay, that is a great, the way she said it is a great way to kind of identify what manipulation is. And it was a point that I was trying to make was, I don't think it's manipulation. If you're saying, here's what I want from you and I'm giving you the choice in it. Whereas like Tamlin is saying, you don't have a choice in how this goes. My way is the highway. And I think that's the difference for me. But I liked that he was like, I realize you think I'm trying to manipulate you and that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get your help because like you are going to be a powerful weapon and I need that. Granted, does he have an alternate agenda? Yes. And we know that. I think we all manipulate each other all the time. It, I mean, that's how it is. I feel it's, about it. it's convincing. It's, just, it's, it's your, everyone's trying to convince someone to yeah, be it's your, aligned with them. There can be, it's the intention behind the manipulation. I don't know. It's the difference between a sleazy car salesman and then just a car, like a regular car salesman who's like, I'm just here to sell you a car because you came to me. Yeah. I'm not going to convince you to buy the stud overpriced. Sometimes even someone like being really nice to you. Is manipulative. Yeah. And it not, it's manipulative, not in a negative connotation, but they may be being nice to you. To make you feel a certain way to, to get something else out of you. Like it, sure. it's, I don't always mean manipulation in a bad, as a bad word. I think that's, maybe I just need to find a different word for when I mean good manipulation. Cause you can manipulate people in a way that's beneficial to them and they don't even know it. Yeah. I don't know that it, it's too complex. That's way too complex of, <laughs> I think matter. that's why we got into such a, a heated debate last time. It's because we have big thoughts around it, but like my thoughts aren't fully formed and it is a really As complex. Know, none of mine are ever very formed. But it, you They're have so to soft. admit it is a complex. It's hard. It's See, hard. that's a manipulative statement. What I just did is like, right. I'm trying to force you into, I said, you have to admit I don't I'm have to admit it, it, but I am admitting it because it is, you're not wrong. It is a complicated. Can you it, say that again, please? I, you say that every single time. We've got it on here at least twice. Calm down. It's just a hard, it is a hard thing to digest and to understand. But like before you knew what the words for manipulation were, would you call it ma- manipulation or would you just call it they're trying to persuade? It's like positive persuasion versus negative persuasion. Yeah. It's all whatever. It's just That's the words we write. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's trying to get her out of her own way in a sense. Yeah. I feel so like. I'm like, bitch, get it together. You know what? The the really, I mean, we could dive into other stuff here, but I don't know how much more you have for these chapters. I really just had one other thing I oh. wanted to talk about. What for, is it? Um, 
And it's something that's been brought up a lot online recently, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's now or never that we talk about it what because it? Lucian's going to be out of the picture for a while. Mm. Um, and it's why Farah never, ever saw Lucian as a love interest. Because there's a lot of people who have become like Lucian fans that are like, how are you sitting there with Tamlin and you just turn a completely blind eye to Lucian? Because they had a lot, even though... But he hate like he legitimately hated her. But they were perfectly set up for for the enemies to love her We saw the triangle. And like, it would have been the same exact... It would not have surprised me for Sarah to have done that because it's the same exact thing that happened in Throne of Glass where she first went for Dorian. Oh, yeah. And then Kale, she, then Dorian. No, Dorian first and then Kale. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then Ooh, she realized, she wait, you're not for me either. And it was all amicable and respectful, but it's like... It's interesting that she's also with this other hot man and they definitely spend a lot of alone time together and there's no... But sometimes you just don't vibe with people like that. I know. I I was like, I have a lot of friends where I'm like, there's... You may be attracted to me, but I have zero like physical attraction. Not physical attraction. Like I can say, oh my God, you're a beautiful man. I just think it's interesting that there was... That was... She never explored it because she does it in her other books where she has the main girl like sort of flip through a couple men yeah. before they get to their final one. Well, I feel like this this one was so complicated because she didn't just go from one man. She was going to marry this singular man and then like goes to his enemy. Yeah. And it's like the enemy of my enemy. My lover is now my lover. I mean, like it was already yeah. so complicated. Why add in that third one? Like it, it would have been, I'm saying it would have happened before Reese was ever in the picture. For sure. And I could see it, but it's, I think it I'm just not wasn't. saying that it should have happened. Oh. I'm saying that people have brought it up. Well, in the, like think, I've seen so many videos on it recently of people being like, why didn't total team Lucian? But if you think about it, I think they're just people that really already, like redheads. Mm, yeah. Well, I don't really like redheads. The white I was like, <laughs> I don't actually care one way or the other what color your hair is. Um, he already knew what the objective of having her there was. So yeah. he was probably never That's true. That's even a good point. open to the idea of her because like he knew what everyone else doesn't yeah. know is that yeah. she was there to be the with Tamlin. And all that. Yeah. So he was probably never even putting the, the energy out there in That's the first true. place. But like if I was surrounded by hot men, I would have been flirting with all of them. Right, but this is also you wouldn't have been kidnapped in a life or death situation. Now, granted, I don't know if that's true. Because sometimes I'm like, I think if I, I might get Stockholm Syndrome really fast. Oh, if my captor's sure. hot, I'd be like, I'm so stuff. easily manipulatable. <laughs> you can have me, I swear. But I really would have. I would have been flirting with all of them. I believe that. I do believe that. Um, I don't have a ton left. There's one big part at the end that kills okay. me. But you said something that I underlined where it's how Farah talks about the courts differently Tamlin's court versus mm-hmm. Resands, and this was a really great indicator of that where she's talking about all the courtiers where is this? uh the first page of chapter 12 oh, 116 okay. um stand by <laughs> cat food is dropping just, it is gonna it's gonna keep going they're gonna so come you know. a run in that's okay our last episode had some noises in it it was fun no I'm, you might just want to hold on a second okay. <laughs> okay you can keep going I don't care oh. I don't want to control you or manipulate you into doing what I want. <laughs> I'll put it this way. I wasn't going to edit it out anyways. <laughs> I've just been silently listening to it. I didn't edit out the dog. <laughs> Again, if you listen to our podcast, you would know. 
Um, either way, she's talking about Tamlin's people, basically his friends and all mm-hmm. the people around it, his old friends, uh, where they're all like, generally it's since they've been back, everything's been like kind of fun and lighthearted, yeah. but then they all left. So she's quiet again. And she's like, uh, I found they all talked to each other. Like they were sparring partners, pretty words, masking sharp edged insults Aside from me going, that's pretty much how I see most friend groups in the human world. It's upsetting. Which is why I think I stopped just trying to have a lot of close friends because I'm like, half of you don't even like each other. You just like want to be around people and it's not genuine or They're fake, yeah. So many. They talk shit about each other behind each other's backs. That's true. I'll talk shit right to your face. I know. We do it all the, we literally record it sometimes. Literally all the time. Um... So I liked, I, I was like, yeah, she talks about that. But then you see, um, you see the night court and it's just like a complete 180, which yeah. is nice. I think we'll, we'll dive into that a little deeper in your, in your chapters. Cause we'll see that juxtaposition more. Yeah. Um, my last question that I don't understand. So I would like you to explain this to me. Oh dear Lord. It's when I, Anthe, it's on 118 when I, Anthe and Tamlin are talking about mm. the way they basically want to suppress, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, suppress Feyre's, uh-huh her gifts and they say specifically that she's obviously she could be a target for the gifts stolen from those high lords and that just makes me go but she didn't steal any gifts she didn't steal any she didn't even ask for all those people's drops of blood they willingly gave it to her so it's like you framing it that way i is if all the high lords gave it up of their own volition how did she steal their gifts i think tamlin and Ianthe is feeding off of Tamlin's fear, but I think Tamlin yeah. is... Oh, wait, do we want to tell... I mean, everybody's read this, but basically they f- all find out about her gifts from the High Lords. Oh, yeah, but it's like, I think Tamlin is... He's seeing her manifestation of the other court's gifts mm-hmm. as a bad thing, like something to fear that, that they're going to be mad about. Yeah. And so it's his, it's his own fear... That he's then projecting onto the situation, being like, this is what's going to happen, even though they don't know that that's how the other High Lords will feel. Right. Like, they don't they don't know. They're just projecting their presumed fear onto what they think will happen. Yeah. And trying to control the situation. And their control, their responses will just completely suppress all of her powers. Which so is people so know and know about them. dumb. The dumbest. It's so dumb when you think about it, because... Tamlin, with how strong he is, knows how power comes out. Like, it comes out whether you want it to or not. Mm-hmm. And it's the way that succession is decided with the High Lord's sons. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's the strongest one takes the crown. And so it's like, he knows that those powers are going to make themselves known regardless. Yeah. And so, wouldn't you, like, it doesn't make any, you would train her in secret. Like, say you did want to keep it from the High Lords because you were scared of the reaction. Absolutely. You would still train her in secret so that she didn't accidentally... Pop off. Yeah. Like, what she's been doing, which is all through these last four chapters, that's what's been happening. She's been burning stuff. But I think stuff. he's really just turned a complete blind eye. He's trying to pretend like it just... He's trying to gaslight he's her into thinking she doesn't it have so powers. much, saying, yeah. like, it doesn't matter what you have. I have the final say over you. Yeah. And that's where she starts to break is just after that where she's like, I died under the mountain, like, physically and everything in me died. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not that little girl you can push around anymore. Yeah. That's not what I need. Yeah. Um, well, and, like, she didn't just die. Her, her body was completely remade. 
Like, yeah. She was, well, completely broken and then remade. Yeah. So it's like, she is, she's a new person. And yeah. that's what I meant. Like, I think I said it earlier, like, they just, they're two different people now and they're not willing to meet yeah. each other as these new versions. No, well, because he wants to, she does says it. Do you think she because, wants, sorry. sorry. No, you go ahead. No, it's, it's to that. She, she even says in this like little last paragraph, I think I'm like 119 where she's like, I died. I'm not the same person anymore. And after under the mountain, he got to become who he wanted to be, which was the protector and whatever. And that's who he's like, this is who I am now. And I can do it now. Yeah. But she's like, but the me who is me now, who was remade doesn't need that anymore i had to become my own protector under the mountain because you didn't protect that's what i said be fucking for real you didn't you didn't protect me but she's finally realizing Realizing that too where she's like you didn't do anything i had to be that for myself he's trying to make up for lost time he's trying to make up for the, the bad choices that he made instead of going okay i really fucked up you got us through under the mountain you broke this curse let's do this together yeah he can't even drop his ego enough to say that because yeah. he's so fragile. And I'll I'll say one more one more thing, and then we can wrap up. Oh, I have a final ending oh, okay. to, that's really funny. Are we both just trying to get the last word? No, I can say mine first if you no, no, like. No, I I want to bring this up, and this is not my opinion. Oh, it's similar to the Lucian thing. Oh yeah, yeah. It's something I've seen on a few videos recently where people really don't like Resand because they think that he's like the ultimate villain and. You know, that he's this master manipulator. I hate that that word keeps coming back up. Have they read past Akhtar? Yeah. It's people who've read the whole series. Oh, what? Yeah. They really don't like him. And then I was thinking about how when you first read A Court of Thorn and Roses and you love Tamlin and you look past all of the red flags that we have brought up many times and you can see them in hindsight, it's like, does Resand? I mean, we all have red flags. For sure. But it's like... I think, to some extent, Resand actually has some of the same red flags as Tamlin. Like, because Pharaoh mentions multiple times where there's moments where he seems like he's not in complete control of his emotions. Like, his For wings sure. flare out, or he has, like, claw, like, talons. Yeah. We all or have whatever. our moments where we. And I think it's morph. just, it's an interest. I just find it so weird that I've seen people being like, oh, he's the ultimate villain and they hate him. But he's not. Saying that, like, he's also just like Tamlin and that. But he's not. Yeah. He's really not. Like, I can see their point, but that that's people. Everybody has, like, a similar characteristic underlining behaviors. Yeah. It's just, like, human behavior. Yeah. Um, I don't... I agree. I don't think that he's... How can you get to the end of Silver Flame? Like, maybe yeah. you just don't like his personality. Well, I think... it's different, but he's never these, given anything but choice to Pharaoh. Yeah. He's saying, here's your options. What do you want? I think in the... Well, some would argue that it's still controlled... He's still controlling the... Ch- we don't have to get into it i see because like the, there is one time when he gets he's like you can leave right now mm-hmm. like i mean not in like a get out it's like if you want to go back to the spring court which is in the next obviously we'll get to it he's like i'll take you right now and she's like and i know he would yeah i think that's the difference like if i asked he would do it no matter what it was even if whereas, it was something he, he didn't, didn't personally want. want correct whereas tamlin would be like fuck no i'm literally yeah. locking you in the house i just i saw those and then i was like can i try to find these red flags as we get to know Resand more the same oh. way that i found them with tamlin you just start putting flags that are red in your book <laughs> Maybe. please do it um I've never gotten into the tagging either, but I do like the idea. Yeah. It feels too scholarly. <laughs> That's what you said you wanted. I, scholarly, scientific, peer-reviewed journals. 
that's on people's conspiracy theories. Yeah, I know, but just put some tabs in there. Okay. <laughs> um, but I, I was trying to, to think about how I would make a case for those arguments of people not liking him. And so I was like trying to find red flags. I was looking for them, which is probably not what you should be doing. <laughs> you should be looking for green flag. But like, then I was like, well, he does have moments where like, you can tell he's angry, but in those same moments, Tamlin would have been, Rawr. he would have and torn just, apart his house. Yeah. Whereas like he shows that he may be having these feelings, but he doesn't act on them. And I think, yeah, it's a huge difference. And that's why we're lighting the resand candle today. Mm, we are the, the resand candle you made. Yeah. Um, my only other thing was at the very end of chapter 12, where, or I think it's like the second to last page where, you know, she wraps herself in the darkness uh-huh. and all of the gifts come out because she has such an emotional breakdown that she can't a control. A menti bee. Yeah. Menti bee. She can't control anything. <laughs> darkness, wind, fire. She burned so hot, her fucking engagement ring melted off. Do you know how hot that is? I looked it up because I also <laughs> remember from the Outer Banks. That's what made me think about it. I was like, that's got to be so hot uh-huh. because in the Outer Banks, they've uh, the show yeah they melt down the the cross mm-hmm. or whatever and like i remember them saying how hot it takes to melt gold to melt gold 1948 degrees yeah she was burning at almost 2000 degrees do you think the laws of physics still apply in perinthian probably maybe i don't know maybe their but melting saying, point for gold is different <laughs> 2000 can you just imagine yeah, that's that really though? fucking that's hot fucking hot so anyways, that was my only, that was my last big, I, I like it. that like, little Google end on a, a fun fact. <laughs> a fact. Sarah, can you confirm what the melting can point you of gold <laughs> is? I mean, there's magic there, so it can't be exactly the same, but I feel like there's still, I mean, they have gravity and stuff, so there still has to be some stuff. Objects in motion still stay in motion. Depression still the same. <laughs> I feel like there's some crossover. For sure. Anyways. I agree. What a fun episode. This was a good one. It was. And it's such a great cliffhanger. Such a great cliffhanger. As we end on her getting pulled out of Tamlin's little palace by the book, which they're very clear to say, like mm-hmm. more goes in. And, and um, Resand winnows her away. Well, where to? Come back in next episode and find out. Or just keep reading. You could literally. You can do both. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back here to talk well, about it. And the cats will be here to keep playing with some toys because it's playtime. That's right. Mm-hmm. All um, right. Well, so thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Check us out on the internet somewhere and tell us your thoughts. You can always go to our website and just write in your thoughts. There's a whole box that just says, tell us what you think. Yeah. But only in a nice way. Malia's subtly hinting at me that I've been doing a bad job. No, I'm just saying if people are like, where can we go write this? I mean, I guess you could technically DM us too. Oh, um, yeah. We're on, we're on Instagram um and facebook but we don't get we really facebook. never check facebook but we're on instagram at bookmarket podcast and then um, bookmarketpodcast.com yeah. is where you can actually go in and just like write stuff with no messaging if you want to just arbitrarily write us notes yeah that'd be fun love letters no stalking though please. no we're just not worth stalking you know it's not gonna be fun for you <laughs> so thanks all for right. that all right well next time see you later Put a bookmark in it. Yeah. We'll go with that for now. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.